Jesus. To my dear beloved friend, whom I love with all my heart. I was thinking about David and Jonathan, how God knitted their hearts together. That's how I feel about you, my friend. I love you so much. I love you so much. I do love you. I honor you. I respect you deeply, deeply. Not many people can do what you've done. Never. Put it here. Just right here. Right here, please. You said this vision is a big one, and indeed it is. It's an overwhelming one, and it is. It's a scary one, <laughs> and it is. I lie awake at night. I pray in the early hours of the morning. I ask God questions that sometimes I don't get answers for. But it's like fire in my bones. I live for this. I've given my whole life for it. And yes, Bishop, there's room for everyone in this vision. There's room. It can never be fulfilled by one man. Never. It's not easy to transition with a friend in this manner. Particularly someone that you know and you know how successful they are. And you know how anointed they are and you know they don't need you. You know it. And so this brings fear, Bishop. Lots of fear in me. Not a negative fear. A fear of awe. A fear of respect. A fear of taking this commission seriously. But also the burden of responsibility before God. Pray to God I don't fail any of you. That's what I pray for. I pray to God that I'm faithful. I don't do anything that will disgrace any of you. I pray to God that my attitude and my heart will be true. That I'll do what God wants me to do. I pray to God that I will not be full of myself. That I'll not sit back and look at me and say, Moses, how great you are. Because I know my own shortcomings. And I know my inabilities. Of the many things I've done in ministry, this is the most difficult. Not difficult because I don't want to. And not because I don't know God's will. But the size of it. And the responsibility of it. And I, I commit myself, my friend, to God and to you. That I'll do all in my power. To do what's right before God. I know 
as I've been standing next to you, I can hear what your heart is saying. I understand what your tears are communicating. And I also know what's in your heart in terms of where you want God to take you. Certainly, in this vision, it will find expression. It will. Not many weeks from now, we will be together in Bushpark Ridge. You'll be fulfilling and doing what you love the most. Winning souls, reaching to those who are lost, showing them love. And as I said to you in private and I say it in public, I've told Bishop, I didn't understand a few years ago when God led us to have these outreaches. And I know now, it was for a time such as this. He is a much more anointed evangelist than I am. And I told him, I said, Bishop, you're going to lead this, and I'm going to take the back seat. I'll be there hooting for you. You are going to lead this and be our evangelist. That's not the only office or anointing that he carries. It's one of the many. I'm just talking about that one in particular. And so, before all of you pastors who are here, we want to greet you all. I saw Pastor Constance in the house. Bless you, sir. And all the pastors who are here who have been acknowledged as well. I want to greet you all in Jesus' name. I'm already... Messing up my makeup, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just hope the sermon will not be as messed up as I have messed this up. But today is a special day. Yeah. The 60th church of Grace Bible Church. We are launching it today. And so I want to dedicate this sermon to my friend, May massacant. And to every one of you, first of all to him and number two to you. <laughs> and I want to entitle it, This Is Your Day. Look at your neighbor and say, this is your day. Look at your other neighbor and say, this is your day. Look at somebody else and say, this is my day. Say it like you believe it, this is my day. Tell the other person, this is my day. Tell that one who didn't say it loud enough. This is my day. Is my day. Psalms chapter 90 verse 12. Psalms chapter 90 verse 12. What a day. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Let me read it to you in other translations. The Knox translation says, teach us to count every passing day till our hearts find wisdom. The New English Bible says, teach us to order our days rightly that we may enter the gate of wisdom. In other words, there is a way of living that takes into account the importance 
of each day of our life. And that God needs to teach us to number our days means we as human beings do not have the natural capacity to appreciate the importance of a day. And when God teaches us, he opens a door to us of us entering a certain wisdom. A wisdom that's not common to all people. A wisdom that can only come by God giving it to us. And that's the wisdom of understanding the power of a day. The Living Translation reads, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. The Shitsonga Bible reads, Hiko kwa lao, hi jondisi kushaya masiku ya kuhanyaka hina. Kutani hita kumabutari. The Susutu Bible reads, Uri rute ho bala matati aruna. Kamo kwa o, rika fichelang pilu e salifileng. Kayo na iring ame nithing batu. This song simply tells us every day counts. Every day. Every day of your life counts. And for that reason, you need to use every day wisely. Because every day carries potential. Every day has ability in it. Too many people, unfortunately, think that for your life to be shaped properly, you must wait for the big occasion. Life is not built by big occasions. It's not shaped by big occasions. It's not shaped by major events. Life is shaped on the ordinary, everyday, boring days of every day. Days when you don't feel like God is with you. Days when you don't know what you're doing. Days when it doesn't seem like God knows your name. That day, you need to know how to take care of that day. And so really, our life is shaped by how we handle each day. Now, the Bible says to number our days or to count our days. So Bishop, I was working hard last night trying to count how many days I've been alive. Now, I was born on the, on, the, on the 3rd of April, 19, mind your own business. And as I counted yesterday, I've been alive for 20,670 days. Think about it. Bishop, I counted yours. You were born on the 14th of April, 19, mind your own business. And you've been alive for 19,564 days. You have 1,000 days already. <laughs> If you're around 28 years here and you're almost half my age, 
I know you said, who ate my number? But if you are around 28 years now, let me tell you how old you are today. You are around 10,335 days. And every one of these days was lived one day at a time. It was lived one minute at a time, one hour at a time. And you lived every day just like that. And it is in how you lived every one of these days that you are where you are today. David says, God, help me. Teach me. Teach me to number my days that I may find a heart of wisdom. Somebody say, God, teach me to number my days. Bishop, I started school when I was 2,109 days. That's when I started school. Good day for me, bad day for my teachers. <laughs> Don't repeat that. I will take you out of the format. And I got born again when I was 6,334 days. That's when I was born again. So it's amazing that I got born again when I was 6,000 whatever. And today we're having the 60th. Oh, maybe let me leave the 61. But I, I just don't know. On this day when I was born. By the way, when I was born again, this was on the, on the 5th of August, 1978. That's when I was born again. It was a day... That if this day wasn't handled wisely, I wouldn't be standing here today. It was a day like any other day. But it was a day filled with potential. It was a day that could change one's life. And just this one day. Because you see, it's in just the one day. When you know how to handle the one day rightly. In the same way, if you don't handle the one day in the right way, just that the one day can change the rest of your life. Imagine, 20,670 days. Bishop, 19,000. Hey, 19,568. You 20-something-year-olds, 10,000. Look at somebody. How many of you are sitting next to somebody who has 10,000 already? My goodness. Bishop, I was filled with the Holy Spirit when I was 6,662 days. That's when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And watch this now. I know some of you, you like to write, write, read about the apocalypse. I was called into the ministry when I was 6,666 days. It's not triple six now, it's, it's four pull six. So it's got to mean something different. But this 6,666 day, that's the day I got the call into ministry. It was on the 8th of July, 1979. That's when God called me into ministry. I mean, it's amazing, Bazaar. These are the days of my life. I was ordained as pastor of Grace Bible Church when I was 8,185 days. This was on the 4th of September, 1983. 8,185th day of my life. Now think about it. I know my record is quite impressive. I can remember these things. But think about it. I can hardly come up with 200 dates where I even remember what happened. And yet, I have lived 10,670 days. 
I couldn't even come up with 600 days where I could tell you what happened. But if I can account for 600 days, Pastor Constance, which would be very impressive, there would be 20,000 days that I couldn't account for. But I lived them and I was there. I was there. And so the problem of many people don't realize that as the sun comes up, and as the sun sets, therein sets the potential of a life that could be different if you only knew how to deal with that day in a wise way. Oh, yeah. I've had 57 birthdays, 56 Christmas days, 14 leap years. Each one of those days defined my life and shaped my destiny. Now watch this. This is important. It's quite amazing that all the other days just passed on. And when they passed on, Mamelang, they were not in fast forward. They passed on one day at a time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oftentimes we postpone doing things and you say, no, 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 I can't take that course. It's too long. It takes three years. And then somebody else enrolls and then all of a sudden they graduate and you realize it's three years already. How many of you realize there's a lot of things that you thought is very far? Beginning of this year, you thought, no, November is far. November is here. And ever since you wrote your New Year resolutions, you haven't even started on one of them. Oh, yeah. And so Ecclesiastes 1 verse 4 and 9 says, One generation passes, another generation cometh, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises, and the sun goes down, and hastes to where it arose. So that's what happens every day. The sun rises, and it goes back where it arose. The sun rises, and it goes back where it arose. The sun rises, and it goes back 20,670 times. And the question is, as the sun rises, what have you done with your life? I want to make a few suggestions today. Can I hear an amen? amen. This means as each day comes, as the sun goes down, and as the day becomes weeks, and the weeks become months, and the months become years, the years become your destiny. See, a great life is not made by a big event. Ah, it's made by what you decide in that minute. What you do in that day. That's what John Maxwell says. He says, the secret of success lies in your daily agenda. He said, if I can hang with you for one day, at the end of that day, I can tell you if you will be a successful person or not. Because success is not based on luck or loto. It's based on how you handle every day. Ask your neighbor, are you handling your days well? Ask them, how are the days of your life? Are they okay? Ask them for me, how are the days of my life? Are they okay? Now, there are three things about each one of us when it comes to our day. Three things. Number one, each one of us, our days has external influences that we can't control. All right. I mean, we can't control the weather. You know, you can't control the fact that some people don't like you. You can't control the fact that, you know, uh, Orlando Pirates beat Kaiser. I mean, I withdraw, I withdraw, I withdraw, I withdraw. You can't control the derby. I had to throw that one in there. 
There's things that you can't control. So all of us, no, no, no matter who you are, there's things in a day that you cannot control. And we have those external factors. But it's amazing that even with that, there are people who still succeed. And there are those who are blaming what you cannot control. There are those who blame the weather for not coming to church. Look at your neighbor and say, it feels like he's talking about somebody sitting next to me. You can't control the fact that there are people who will always try their best to bring you down. You can't control that. But even if that is so, there are people who are succeeding in spite of that. And there are people who are blaming the other people. If it was not because of so and so, I wouldn't be where I am today. External factors. The second thing, everyone, we all have unpredictable circumstances. There are things that just sneak up on us and we didn't plan for them. Sometimes you plan, you say you'll finish in two weeks' time and then something comes up. The money runs out. People walk out on you. You know, things change. Legislation changes. People change their minds. The JV people, they walk away. How many of you are sitting next to a JV? Proverbs 27 verse 1 therefore tells us, don't boast about tomorrow. Because the truth is this, the only day you have is today. The only time you have is now. <laughs> Not even the next minute. Now. Yeah. I was shocked, you know, I was telling them, uh, uh, you know, I, I only found out uh, uh, just on Wednesday last week uh, that uh, uh, Pastor Irene in, in Toyando has passed on. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know from this. You know, and I saw it, I saw it on, on News 24. I don't know, I was going through News 24. How about whom? How? How? Just like that. Barcelona, you have no guarantee about tomorrow. And for those of you who have the sickness of procrastinating, the disease of postponing, that's why we have to do what God wants us to do now. We have to throw ourselves into the will of God now. The Bible says, today is the day of salvation. It says, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Do it today. Because you have no guarantee about tomorrow. The third thing is that all of us have equal hours in a day. All of us. We, all of us, we have 24 hours in a day. Now watch this. This is very interesting. Which means, therefore, the most successful people in this world don't have any more hours than you. <laughs> that person who finished their degree, they didn't have more hours than you. I see you don't want to say amen. I'm going to repeat that. You see, when people get quiet, then you know that he's going home here. It means that person who was able to achieve what they achieved, they didn't have any more time than what you had. The thing they knew how to do, they knew how to use their day wisely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as we said, wasting time, therefore, doesn't just happen. Wasting one's life doesn't just happen. It's allowed to happen. And before you blame anybody, go into a room all by yourself with a mirror in that room and nobody there and look in that mirror and the person that you see in that mirror, 
That's the one who deserves to be blamed. However, here's what I want to show you. You can cultivate habits of managing your time in a responsible way. What's the trick? The trick is how to maximize my day. And that's what I'm going to show you. How do I number my days? How do I do it? Three things I want to talk about. Maybe four, but I'll just focus on three. Number one, recognize whose day it is. I'll explain that. Write it down. Recognize whose day it is. Psalms 118 verse 24. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to quote this portion. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. You remember that song that we used to sing, Bishop Beckles' days? This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. You remember? We will rejoice, we will rejoice and be glad in it, and be glad in it. Sing it with me. This is the day. Yes, we will. Yeah, this is the day, this is the day that the Lord No, 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 watch, watch, watch. It says... This is the day. I want to change the emphasis. I'm not going to change the verse. This is the day that the Lord has made. Say it this way. This is the day. In other words, this, this day, this day, this day, ne? this day, ne? this day is the day that the Lord has made. Let me say it again. This day, this, this this, this, this. Now, now watch, watch. There are people who didn't wake up this morning. Mara, you woke up. And because you woke up, this is the day. There's no other. This is the day. I'm, I'm, I'm simply trying to say, this day for me is a gift from God. Remember, remember Barcelona. When you pass on, at that stage when you pass on, you cannot continue trying to finish the assignment that God had given you. How far you have come, that's how far you have come. And the day you stand before God, God's going to judge you on the basis of how far you have come. It's almost like the speed test that we used to write when we were at school. You know, they, they, they give an exam. Sometimes it's an open book exam. You can copy, but they time it. They say, 30 minutes. You have so many questions. Start now. And then as the time goes, 29 minutes, to us 30 minutes, few seconds, they say, stop. So how far you've written, how far you've answered, that's how far you've come. Imagine if they were to be gracious to give you 30 minutes more. How much more you would do. Oh, God has given you one more day. So because God has given me one more day, this is the day that the Lord has made. And because the Lord has made this day, nah, I will rejoice and I will be glad in this day. I will do God's will in this day because God has given me one more chance. 
That whatever I postponed yesterday, I can do it today. Whatever I didn't do yesterday, I can do it today. If I didn't obey God yesterday, I can obey God today. If I didn't pray yesterday, I can pray today. If I didn't read the word yesterday, I can read the word today. If I didn't walk in the spirit yesterday, I can walk in the spirit today. This is the day that the Lord has made. Today is the gift that comes from God. Look, Pastor there are three most important days in your life. Number one, the day you were born. Number two, the day you realize why you were born. And number three, today. Yeah. Today is a gift from God. Some of you today, you have a chance to renew your commitment to Jesus Christ. Ah, yeah. Today is a gift from God. So recognize whose day it is. Number two. The second way to number your days is don't waste your day or your time on the unimportant. You want me to say that again? Don't waste your time or your day on the unimportant. Ephesians 4.26 says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Now let me show you, Bazalan. See, Jesus says in Matthew 6.34, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. Let's uncode it. Jesus is saying, every day has got its issues. <laughs> and all the issues are enough for that day. For that reason, learn to deal with today's issues today. And when you go to bed, don't let the sun go down on those issues. So that when you wake up tomorrow morning with a brand new day, you drag the things of yesterday to mess up a new day. In life, we will all go through difficulty. In life, we will go through things that are not nice. There's people who want to treat us right. But some of you, you've never been over it. Here it is. God has given you today as a gift. It's a brand new day, like a clean page upon which nothing has been written. Nothing is on today. Clean page. God says, start right. Write something new about your life. You go to something that somebody did to you in 1902 and you start with it. God says, don't let the sun go down on stuff. That you haven't dealt with. Mom, watch this person. There are things that you can solve. There are things that you can't solve. There are things that you must accept. Mara, make sure when you go to bed, let the problems of that day, every day has enough problems for itself. My grandmother used to say, <laughs> But isn't it amazing that there's people who are still struggling with what their uncle said to them about their nose? When they were five years old, even today, when anybody says anything about your nose, you still get angry like it's your uncle. He said something about your nose when you are five years old. Now you are 20,000. How old am I? This is very big. Eh? Now you are 20,670. You still are struggling with something that was said when you are just a thousand days old. So 19,000 days, you've been dragging the things of yesterday. 
Many of us, we are having weights that we are carrying. We are dragging this caravan of things that people have said and people have done and we are, we are, we are slowing ourselves down in the race of life. Jesus says, just cut the string. You can't change the fact that they said your nose is like that. It's okay. Just wear your nose and just start on a new day. Yeah. Don't waste your life on the unimportant things. There are certain things, Bazalana, that are not worth your attention. Do you know something? There are people in this world whose calling is to upset you. And they are anointed with a double portion anointing to upset you. Anytime they see you, they will not say anything nice. And you are foolish to still be getting upset even if you already know. There are certain people you already know. They're not going to be nice. They've been doing it for the last I don't know how many years. And you are still getting upset like you are hearing it for the first time. How? 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 There are people, Barcelona, you must just forgive in advance. Yeah, I, I, I know they're not going to be nice. So when I see them coming over there, I already prepare a big heart of forgiveness. So that whatever they say, it's like water on a duck's back. It's not going to stick. Let them say what they're going to say. Can I hear a name out of the house? I remember when I was here last time, Bishop, I was talking about this man that, you know, I come from Rockville. There's clever guy in Rockville. Yeah, and I didn't grow up in a rich home. And, and we never grew up wearing designer clothes at my home. We, we, we just bought just clothes, as long as they were clothes. But in my area, people loved the Jewish, so they used to define you by what you wore. So I didn't know that this guy really didn't think much of me because of my clothes and the way I used to carry myself. And one day he meets me, I'm doing a wedding, and he comes to talk to me, say, yeah, Jason, cake net. No, kerk. And he spoke in Africans. He was from Rockville. Oh, you speak Africans. It's sweet, my bro. It's sweet. It's cake net. kerk. And all the men say, come with your kerk. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great man. All the men say, say, can be Moses a kerk. Cake, no, but they may may like TJ's no havat vat, and he used a swear word. Hey, I've never heard a swear word like that. He says, but they may may like TJ's not havat vat. I can't say it. We are in church. It will break the meeting if I tell you. It will break the meeting. I mean, really, this guy. You know, I stood there and I was officiating a wedding. I'm going to marry people. Here I am. I've been told I'm a what what. Huh? He really used a swear word. He was very emphatic. About that swear word. I won't tell you that swear word. It's too much. You know, I almost got upset. And then I realized, Mara, hang on. Why must I get upset? That he calls me a what what hasn't stopped what God is doing in my life, has it? Ow! Not only that. That he calls me a what-what anytime he sees a what-what doing something that he thinks a what-what should not be doing. He has a sleepless night, but I am sleeping every evening. And I thought, why must I answer him? Why must I argue with him? Water on a duck's back. Ah, 
Come on now, somebody, if they had dumped you many years ago, don't worry that the guy dumped you water on your back. If they told you you are not going on your way and they called you names, water on your back. You can't change the fact that they don't like you. You can't change the fact that they are thinking of bringing you down. You can't change the fact that they don't think good about you. What you can do is to change your attitude such a water of attacks back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Treat them like they are not there. There's nothing that people hate like when you treat them like they are not there. When they say something nasty, you give them a smile. When they don't want to greet you, you greet them and you hug them. When they want not to talk to you, you talk to them. When they need something, you still give them, even if they call you a what-what. And you give them good measure, press down, shake it together. I see God blessing you and taking you to another level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't bring yesterday's problems. To mess up this brand new day. This is the day. I said this is the day. This is the day. Come on, you must let your uncle get the zing zong. This is the day. Let that neighbor of yours who doesn't like you, let them get the zing zong. This is the day. Let that co-worker who doesn't like you at your job, let them get the zing zong. This is the day. Let your boss who doesn't like you, let them get the zing zong. This is the day that the Lord has made. There's nothing as freeing as living with a heart of forgiveness. And you have no issue with anybody. You see, it takes two people to tango. If they want to tango, tell them, I don't want to tango. You can tango alone. I am not available. You can shout, but I'm not going to shout back. You can scream at me, but I'm not going to scream at you. You can get in a position of fighting, but I'm going to turn the other cheek and walk away. This is the day that the Lord has made. As a pastor, I know people leave the church sometimes. People say all kinds of things. When you want to follow God, people come up with stories and and they spread things. And and in the past, I used to try and lobby them and follow them up and talk to them and intercede for them and try them. And then you convince them and they come back and they stay. But you can see even if they are there physically, their heart is far from you. And then it's just a matter of a few months. They are waiting for a small Ayana skeleton to come out from somewhere. And when the small Ayana thing comes, out here they are going now I have learned there are people that if they want to walk I say God bless you you can walk but for me I'm not going to get upset can I hear an amen in the house don't allow people to control your life number three number three number three what I'm trying to say is don't crowd your brand new day with yesterday's issues I'm trying to say, don't allow yourself to live your current life in the pain of what happened yesteryear. You know, when I used to counsel, people used to surprise me when people came and told me what happened to them. If you knew what they did to me. <laughs> and they cry and I say, when did this happen? In 1902. <laughs> 
Now, I'm not underplaying issues like rape and all those type of things that are very traumatic and people must be helped. That's not what I'm referring to. And you know, too, he sat on my chair in the church. And I stopped going to that church. Because if they really had love as Christians, they would never sit on my chair. Chineke. Now, here's number three. This one you love. Number three. Now that you know this is the day. Now that you know you're not going to waste your time on unimportant issues. Then do this, number three. Learn to increase the value of your days. I'll show you how to do that. Learn to increase. You can't increase the hours in the day. But you can increase the value. Now, you know, I used to read scriptures and I didn't understand them. Psalms 84, verse 9 and 10. Verse 9, it says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. A day in thy courts is better than a thousand. What are you talking about? And I tried to calculate. You know, a thousand days is approximately three years. So what the scripture is saying is that a day under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, God can do in one day what should take three years. Ah, uh, you're not hearing me, brother. Serving God for one day is better than people who are not serving God over a thousand days. This is why I'm saying the best we can do with our lives is to serve God. Because with God, he increases the value of a day. Look at this one. I love it. Deuteronomy 1.11. It says, May the Lord, the God of your fathers, increase you a thousand times and bless you as he has promised. Bishop, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. Are you telling me, God, that there can come a time in my life that what I did in one day A time will come that I will do in a day what is a thousand times more than what I did in one day. No, you're not understanding what I'm saying. Let me show you. You look at a guy who is playing soccer and he's still playing the lower league and he's earning a little bit of money for one game. And then his career goes up and he gets spotted by one club overseas and one match when he plays. He gets paid in one match a thousand times more than what he... And watch that. It's still the same amount of 24 hours. Maragod has increased the value. Oh, am I talking to people here? I was watching the clip, Bishop. When you were preaching in the stadium, at Orlando Stadium. When we were preaching there. 
I don't know when you started, how many people you started with. Must have been 20 something, 30 something. It looks like 20 something, 30 something is an anointed number. We started with 35 people, 18 people. At the stadium, you were preaching to more than 18,000 people. A few years ago, when you preached, you preached to 18 people. But because you are in the house of the Lord, but because you have allowed God to give you wisdom to know how to live every day, because your hand, your life is in the hands of God, God increases your value. When we started the church, when I became pastor on that day, 35 people that I was preaching to. And now on Good Friday, 35,000 people. No, I don't, I don't think you're hearing me. I'm, I'm saying, are you ready for God to move you to another level? That what takes people three years to do, God will do in your life in one day. Why? Because you are in the courts of the Lord. You are serving your Lord. And you are saying, God, teach me to number my days. And I believe in this vision that we have entered into as a church. God is taking us to that anointing a thousand times more. I said a thousand times more. I said a thousand times more. I said a thousand times more. And remember when that anointing hits the head, it goes all over the body. I'm saying some of you, you must be ready that God is going to do in one day what has taken you three years to do. You're going to pay off your bond that's supposed to take you three years. You will pay it in one year because that's what God is going to do. God's going to move you to that level where there is supernatural increase. Because of the hand of God upon your life. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? And this is what I want to ask you as I close. Take responsibility for every day of your life. Be the driver of every day of your life because as a driver, you are in charge. As a driver, you know where you're going. As a driver, you are a decision maker. As a driver, you are not pushed but you're in control. Every day you wake up, say, God, this is a gift that comes from you. And this is why, Basalana, to start your day with prayer and devotions is the best thing that you can ever do. Because somehow God will give you ideas. God will lead you and guide you. And when you take those steps, you realize you have done in one day what you have not been able to do in the last 15 years because God has taught you to number your days. And so this day, as we stand here today with the 60th church, I declare this is the day that the Lord has made. I can't wait to see the multiplied powerful anointing the incremental anointing 
where we move into a different level of anointing and a different level of productivity and a different level of results and fruit only because God has multiplied us a thousand times. As I was looking at the musicians singing and I was saying, God, give us more, give us more, give us more. We still have a lot of work to do. Give us more and more and more and more. Who can sing like that? Who can do that? Give us more ushers. Give us more parking attendants, God. God, give us more buildings. Give us more workers, God. Give us more pastors, God. We are moving into that anointing a thousand times. And God's going to do it through us. Shall we all stand on our feet today as we pray? Hallelujah.